Welcome to the Voice of Many podcast show with Yolanda and Vanessa. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. Our podcast would not be possible without you, our sponsors, Z-Funk Production, and Step One Training Solutions. Tonight, we have with us our realtor and friend, Miss Pamela. Pam, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. So if you Good. will, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where you're located. So I am located in Dumfries, Virginia, which is uh, 30 miles south of Washington, D.C. And um, I have been in real estate for uh, 15 years now. And so I've talked with a lot of different people, helped a lot of different people while I um was doing real estate and um, throughout the my career as a realtor, I have come to realize that um, home ownership is just not um, fulfilling that dream of having a home, um, a place to build memories. It's also a place where you can build wealth. And so I am passionate about helping my clients utilize their home ownership to build wealth and a foundation for a legacy that they can leave for their family. So I help my clients make decisions um, based on market conditions, their goals, and their lifestyles as well. So every client is different, and they all have unique uh, real estate needs. So I speak with them, and then I personalize their solution to fit whatever their goals are. And what would you say to someone who wants to become a realtor? Where should they start? Well, first, I would say that they should go and look at their local um, real estate commission laws and see what exactly is required in their state. And, you know, also think why it's important to them um, to become a real estate agent, you, what is what's the motivation behind coming becoming a real estate agent? Because that's going to be the driving factor as to how they're going to be able to relate to their client base. Okay, so how do homeowners go about finding that perfect realtor? A lot of homeowners they want someone to listen to them. They they don't want a lot of um, salesy type things going on with the realtor, just giving them a whole lot of information that's going to lead to a sale. Um, They need a realtor that's going to be patient and take their time and explain to them the process and also, also listen to what they really want and let them know if what they say is realistic or not. Because sometimes, you know, it's easy to go along so that you can try to get the sale. But some things that they present to you as a client is just not realistic. So you need to uh, really pick someone that you can relate to and someone that you know will tell you information based upon establishing your goals rather than getting the sale. You got to have some type of... Um, relationship connection, you know, being able to read and understand each other while you're trying to make this lifetime purchase. 
Exactly. So what I do is like, I understand that um, it's all relational. The way I look at it is how would I feel when I'm going for a transaction and how would I want to be treated? So that's the way I treat my clients. I treat my clients the same way that I would want to be treated if I was going for a service. And it's all about building relationships. For me, I like to um, start the transaction and take it from finish to take it from start to the finish. But also, I keep in touch with my clients and I reach out to them to see if they need anything along the months to come after they purchase or sell with me. So for your first-time buyers and sellers, what should they expect to happen during that process? Okay, so if you're a first-time home buyer, more than likely you'll probably be concerned about the financing and what you can really afford and the different options that are available to you. So I have um, partnered with um, other professionals that I've established relationships with and know their um, their skill set and abilities and also uh, the way that they conduct their business. And so what I would do is match them with someone that matches with their personality type and also with their current situation. So the first step would be to getting them matched with a, a good loan officer that's equipped to handle their specific need. And then once that's done, um, we'll have a discussion. And if they're comfortable going forward with that um, lender, then we will move forward with the plan that the lender has set forth as far as, you know, what types of packages are available for down payment assistance, grants, um, interest, uh, loan types. And which communities that we, which, you know, homes that we can look in according to which grants are given. Uh, and then we start the home search. And um, and I explain to them, you know, each step by step throughout the entire process so that when things come up, they'll know what to expect. And so we've all, you know, seen and been through those perfect modular homes that um, we all want to be in. And how does that process of staging all start? Well, um, it depends on the type of home, of course, and the neighborhood, what type of um, finishes you're going to put in there. Because you want to attract um, people that would be looking in that neighborhood. So, um, you know, for high-end homes, I, and like mid-range first-time home buyers, the staging will be a little bit different, you know. So w- the things that you put in will be, the idea, the concept will be the same. It's just that you may use higher-end finishes and um, things to put in homes that are, you know, selling at a higher price point. So you want to make the home look um, clean and neat. Uh, so the first thing would be to declutter. So no matter what home you stay, the first step is to declutter, put your personal things away, um, make the home look like um, it's going to be attractive to a broad range of people. So keep it neutral. Um, Don't make it bland, but, you know, keep it neutral. And um, 
have some fresh scented things in the home when people come through. They like smelling nice things in the home. You want to make sure that it's a nice, fresh smell. And um, you want to make sure that it's inviting and welcoming. And make sure the outside looks inviting or they won't come in. They'll keep going. So you've went through the process of staging your home, prepping the home for the sale. So how does the realtor and the homeowner come up with the perfect price for marketing the house? Okay. So there is something called a um, comparative market analysis that agents prepare. And I also do a market analysis report. So that report is a little in depth because it includes um, like, uh, it has a school report, a grade report for schools, and it has uh, a walkability score for the neighborhood if people want to get out and exercise or walk or whatever. And it has um, all the homes, all the comparable homes to the seller's homes listed, not just necessarily the homes that um, sold recently. And that would differ from a uh, CMA. A CMA would just include homes that are listed and sold maybe within the last six months or so. But the other report is more comprehensive. It has a lot of details. Uh, the the contents of each home, um, what the list price was, what the sales price was, market trends for the community and the neighborhood. So the first, the report is very comprehensive. It's very broad. And so you would probably send that to the seller in the very beginning before you establish a, an agency relationship that you're going to work with them so that they can get a broader idea of the whole um, area in general so that they can get a feel how that compares to their home. So then once you start, you sit down and talk with them, you get an idea of what their goals are. So then you can prepare a more um, specific and definitive CMA and you're just going to narrow down homes that are like maybe within three miles of where they live, if not within that same community with the same characteristics. And so what you would do is compare those homes and get it to be as close to the home as you can and then they can see, well, these homes sold for a certain price. So you can pretty much expect that the market dictates that your home is going to be within a range of what the other homes are selling for. So how do you plan to place a home on the market? I do a walkthrough to see the condition of the home. And after my walkthrough, I'll talk to the seller about what I noticed, good and bad and the ugly. We talk about everything. And then um, we talk about their goals and objectives as far as how long do they want the house to be on the market, um, when they need to uh, be out of the home, and um, how much they want to net from the sale of the home, those type things. And so once I have that information, um, I tell them that um, we need to start a pre-marketing and staging to closing plan to get them to where they need to be based upon the goals and objectives that they have set forth. So for instance, if someone says to me, um, 
I want my home sold 21 days. If the homes in that neighborhood that are matching with their home is selling in like two months and they want to sell their home in 21 days, then I say, well, you have to do something extraordinary to make your home stand out to sell in 21 days. And usually that's a much lower price point than what the other homes are selling for to attract that type of attention. So um, then we kind of decide if they want to stick with selling it that quickly or if they want to go with a number that's consistent with what the market is actually doing. So once they make that decision, we'll set the price and then I'll start entering stuff in to the multiple listing system. And then the multiple listing system will auto-populate all of that information that I enter into like hundreds of other sites like Zillow, like Realtor.com. And um, after that, their listing is displayed in a multiple array of uh, platforms so that it will attract the most attention. Now, I also want to ask you too, is now still a good time to refinance? And is it still a buyer's market? Yes and yes. Um, the interest rates are still really very low historically. And um, it's predicted that within a year, they're going to start to rise a little bit um, and still not as higher as they were pre-COVID. But um, it is predicted that they're going to start to rise a little bit. And, of course, we don't know this for sure, but we can just go by what the market analysis looks like. And it's pretty much like the weather, you know, it's a very good estimated guess. So um, it is predicted that it will rise somewhat by the end of this year, beginning of next year. So, yes, now still a very good time to refinance and save a lot of money on interest. So, say, for instance, even if you have a 4.75 interest rate or um, 5% interest rate, interest rates now are in the twos. And so that is a lot of interest that you will be able to shave off your home. Um, So, yes, it's it's still a perfect time to buy. And it is it's. It's a seller's market um, still because so many people want to buy a nail because, you know, they're different. They're coming from different places. Buyers who would not have normally been um, qualified to purchase can now purchase because of that low interest rate. So, and then the other pool, um, they've been on the fence. So they've been thinking about it. So this interest rate kind of just pushes them over. And then you have the buyers who are going to buy in a way. So you have a lot of buyers flooding the market and sellers pretty much can set back and take their pick of who they want to um, sell their homes to basically because it's multiple bid situations all the time. So do you mind telling us what new projects you have going on and what, will be the next real estate topic we will cover the next time we have you back? Well, I would like to talk a little bit more about um, buyer um, secrets and things that buyers don't normally know. And I have a book that I would like to just, you know, pull some chapters from that and just 
discuss some things that buyers can do to better prepare themselves um, for the whole buying process, how to talk to a lender, um, what types of neighborhoods um, to look in that would match their goals, um, what types of homes to purchase, and um, just a big array of things that buyers can do to better educate themselves and also how they can use their home purchase to build wealth. That's very important. Uh, we would like to say thank you for joining us. Um, it's been a pleasure and an honor having you share the mic with us tonight. Um, so much to be learned. Um, and thank you for sharing. That means a lot thank because you. with so many new houses being built, um, they're going to be buyers. They're going to be people that's shopping and some window shopping, looking at houses and they may just decide, well, maybe now is the right time. And with you educating our listeners, um, can be more appreciative to have you. Well, thanks for saying that. It was my pleasure. And to our listeners, we want to thank you for listening to the Voice of Many podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our many social media web pages. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, and we will talk to you later.